With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line, this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there, back in the office in Jersey. You'll be out at the Borgata tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Cool. Yep. Oh, yeah, it. we got games tomorrow. We got my man Thomas Gable, going to break them down. Go see a few of the, uh, the heavy hitters. I always love talking to them before the show. They live there. It's a, it's a great life, you know. They kind of live there. It's all <laughs> good. It's tough Thomas to Thomas Gable it. keeps, yeah. They come up to Thomas and ask for a little bit more on the limit. It's kind of nice. It's fun. <laughs> TG making moves. They uh, control it all. He got two phones. You know, he's working it, man. <laughs> and he's good at this. He knows this. I mean, look, look, he was all over Houston. I mean, he's been on Houston. Yeah, he has. He, he absolutely has. But I wanted to ask you, though, St. Peter's, Jersey City's finest in, in Purdue. You mentioned 12 and a half up to 13. Will that slip or fall? off. This would be yeah. the first 15 seed ever to make it to the Elite Eight. We've had two others, Oral Roberts last year, Florida Gulf Coast and 15 make it this far. You know, they weren't intimidated by Kentucky. They shot no. great 51% from the field. They played great defense on a Murray State team that had won 21 straight coming into that matchup. The one thing I'll say about Purdue, and we understand their inefficiencies on defense, but Jaden Ivey's going to be a top five pick. Edie's seven foot four. They work through the post, as Wes just said. Purdue shot 46 free throws against Texas. And that's an issue because St. Peter's does follow teams. So 46 free throws, which is ridiculous. The one thing I will say is Purdue turns it over insanely. Like they're just so like they'll turn it over and St. Peter's will turn you over. So if they're going to stay in this, you know, they have played very, very well defensively. It's you expect the run to end, but it's 12 and a half. We're talking a number here. Well, I mean, look, St. Peter's is twenty is forty fifth in a nation and and turning you over defensively. Yep. The problem with that bad news is is they're three hundred tenth in a nation and giving it back to you. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we have we have lost. I mean, I know they did really well in the Metro Atlantic Conference. They won that. They knock Iona out. Iona loses that game. Iona beat them twice. Two teams in the in the Metro beat them twice. Siena. And, and and Iona, they beat them both twice. And I don't know if that has any correlation to the night's game against Purdue. But to me, St. Peter's is going to have to continue to display this incredible shooting and incredible execution offensively. And we know they're good defensively. That's not going to be the issue is can their offense rev it up against a Purdue defense that has been questionable at times. They can play moments of good defense, but they've got to protect the basketball, St. Peter's. They can't give it away, and they've got to find a way to not get their shots blocked. I mean, you know, they average 13 shots blocked a game on their offense. That's 354th in the nation. Now, the good news, once again, is they're 13th in the nation in blocking shots. Pretty good, right? I mean, they are truly an even-steven team. They give and they take. Well, they're just not going to have the size against anybody. But like we said, Kentucky was a favorite coming in to potentially, you know, one of the favorites to win this tournament. And they knocked them out and battled in overtime. This says the Peacocks have been for betters all year. They're 22 and nine ATS. So they've been very profitable. They've covered nine straights. Let's go ahead and throw up the fade or follow the sweet 16 trend. So uh, generally, this is where we see the double digit seeds bounced. But they have been very competitive as dogs, Michael. They've gone 14. 14-4-1 ATS. That's over 77% as far as a clip in that role since 2011, including 3-0 and 
ATS last year with upsets by both UCLA and Oregon State. So again, not generally going to win this matchup, but ATS-wise, betters have profited from these double-digit seeds. Yeah, you know, and I think to me, Painter's a really good coach. So is Holloway, obviously. I think you don't get your team to this level without being a good coach. But, you know, the one thing that we've talked all about is the size of the guards. And as the game and the level increases, can the guard play make a difference? We know William, nobody who can guard Williams at 6'10", as big as he is, right? But Ivy and Hunter, both these guards are 6'4". That's going to put a lot of stress on St. Peter's, you know, which is interesting because Ken Palm, who runs all these numbers, he's got this as a 10-point game. And you would think there would be some movement back to that number, back to at least 12.5. It opened at 12.5, and, and now it's up to 13. It's a lot of points to lay, but I get the historical reference. At some point, a 15 becomes a 15. You know, they just didn't, they wouldn't, if they don't win the Metro Atlantic, they're not going to get in, right? They, exactly. They, by the way, the last two 15 seeds made it this far. They lost outright, obviously, but they did cover and nine straight covers for the Peacocks as this number's jumped 12 and a half up to 13. I'll give you the splits. I mean, it's no surprise as far as the spread. You've got, actually, we've got some money coming in BetMGM on St. Peter's. It, People love a Cinderella. I can see it. I mean, I think I think at 12 and a half, 13, I think this line's going in that direction. And you know the fight in St. Peter's. I, I don't think that Holloway is going to be, you know, allow his team to think past it. Uh, but I do think with the conversations, we've seen this now in the tournament a little bit, where a coach the next day leaves. You know, the New Mexico State coach goes to Mississippi State, right? The Murray State coach goes to uh, I think he, he went to LSU. We've seen this kind of happened. And so how much is he how much distractions does he have during the week knowing that he potentially could become the Seton Hall coach? I think it's something to consider as betters. The Lombardi line effect with coaches, by the way, Prome, who joined us last week, he's going to get yeah. the Murray State job. Great job. All that. He did a great job at Iowa State, kind of fell apart late. Won't get into the particulars. Um, Frank Martin, your boy. He Did is, he take that mass job? He's getting a UMass job. He's a Minuteman. Did he take it? It's getting finalized right off. now. He tweeted this morning something kind of innocuous. I didn't see his tweet. Yeah, he tweeted like, you know, one of those, hey, I'm getting a job at UMass tweets. You know what I'm saying, homie? Yeah, no, I got it. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> what did he tweet? No, ago, read, read it. Three hours ago, he, his eyes are just. He, he yeah, put the eyeballs, eyeballs which means eyeballs I'm getting the UMass job. Now. Yeah. He, when he gets the UMass job, you might want to grow that lettuce out. What's the deal with a dude that's got a full head of hair going straight up, shaving it with a bit? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know why. Can you, you find do that it. out for you know, me? I, I, I will. I will ask him. I said, like, yo, bro, why are we doing this? <laughs> There's going to be a hard job up at UMass. You know, I, I think I was talking to somebody today this morning on the phone about it, and I'm like, you know, people remember Calipari going up there. Well, there was an NHL, NIL at that time when he was there and there wasn't all these leagues and conferences and, you know, it's a little bit of a different, where are you going to get the players from? You know, when it, the, one of the things that you, we always, you want to talk to great coaches about, like what was the strategy when Calipari went in there and he was going to recruit Bridgeport, Connecticut. He was going to inner city places and he was going to try to find kids that had toughness and it led them to uh, Canby. And that's how he built his program. I think that's obviously now Martin's made a living doing that. You know, at Kansas State, he found a way to do it. And, you know, he's a Miami guy. You know, he grew up in South Florida. So maybe there's going to be some form of pipeline going in there. The by the way, North Carolina UCLA. This number opened three UCLA. I think it's the wrong favorite. It's been bet down to two. Waquez is huge. Jaime Waquez, the forward star forward. Over the last eight, he's averaged over twenty per. But he just brings so much more. He brings grit. He brings a toughness to this team. Now he sprained the ankle a couple of games back. Moved well in practice, so he's going to quote unquote give it a go. Um, but. Again, North Carolina is so confounding, right? They do play that suffocating D. They'll give up threes. The problem is UCLA can shoot a percentage from three. They just don't take any. You know, they're right. 300 plus as far as taking shots uh, behind a three-point line. It's, it's a fascinating matchup against two iconic programs here. You know, I mean, my question is, is what did we learn from – I mean, Arizona dominated the Pac-12, Right. And we had Mark Gottfried on a couple of last week and he was so down on the Pac-12. And, uh, you know, we saw we talked about the Zags and the West Coast basketball. 
I mean, part of me and Danielle don't don't listen to this because part of me is like, how good is the big Pac-12? And that's getting in my head when it comes time to who who do I think is going to win this game? Yeah, I think Mick Cronin's a great coach. I really do. I think he does a wonderful job. And I think his team is tough. I think the one thing I will say about Mick Cronin's team is they're tough and he coaches toughness. But the way North Carolina has played recently, my gosh, and, you know, they've played tremendously and we know they're great offensively. They're 43rd in the nation in, in, in adjusted efficiency on defense. So they've been doing some really remarkable things. But to take down a Baylor, to dominate Baylor the way they did, I'm a little bit worried about how good is UCLA based on watching Arizona. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but it bothers me. No, I. Well, who was it? We had Gottfried on, who lives out in LA. No, and he right? said, I don't Godfrey. respect this Pac 12. He didn't say it this way, but I'll, you know, essentially said he doesn't have a lot of love right now for the Pac 12 conference. The problem with UCLA is they're great on the offensive boards, but two in the country on the defensive boards is North Carolina. So that will neutralize UCLA a little bit and then also provide transitional opportunities for North Carolina, which is not a strength of the UCLA defense. There's just a lot that right. adds up to this being, I, I thought it was going to be closer to a pick 'em when it opened. There's a lot Me that too. adds up to North Carolina. Carolina, potentially seeing right. some money coming their way. If you're going to beat North Carolina, right, they're, they're one of the worst teams in the country defending the three-point line. They allow 34.1%. Yeah. They're 208th in the nation. The problem is UCLA doesn't really shoot three-pointers. Point distribution is all inside for them. It's all inside, which I don't have a problem with. I'm just saying, to me, the matchup favors the team. And where North Carolina is good is is they're 108th in the nation in two-point defense. They're 40, 48%. So you're, you're playing to their strength when you take two-pointers as opposed to make forcing them to defend the three-point line. Just quickly, uh, Deshaun Watson, yeah. the presser, is going down right now, being introduced as the new Cleveland Brown quarterback. I will say he does look relaxed. Well, I Sorry, mean, I said this easy. morning on I, I said this morning on WIP, <laughs> you know, the, 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 this is the Marina Oswald effect. Do you know what the Marina Oswald effect is? Mm, tell me. After they arrested Lee Harvey Oswald and he got killed by Ruby, the, the FBI kept Marina Oswald away from everybody for three months and His basically wife? coached her up. Yeah, based it, coached her up on what to say at the press conference. This is what's been going. You know, why do you think this press conference is today? A lot of coaching going on. A lot of coaching going on. My man Seth Davis is complaining about the Chet Holmgren calls. I mean, look, Seth Davis had Arkansas eliminated the first round for the last two years. I mean, give it up, Seth. Come on, stop. Congrats, Seth. You're on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Come back with Providence in Kansas. Here, of course, it is the Lombardi line as we watch the Deshaun Watson coverage. It's Visa and Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. 
But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. KFC kit chicken sandwich served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today, Michael Lombardi. All right. Lombardi I will. Are you, okay. Do what you got to do. You got to do it. You got to do it, Patrick. I, I, nothing like a good I'm a big chicken sandwich, sandwich guy. I'm a big KFC like chicken it. sandwich yeah. guy as well. Me too. Um, the Colonel. Oh, you know who loved the Colonel now? You know who's a big Colonel fan? Al Davis loved the Colonel now. He loves some Colonel. Oh, really? He liked the special love spices. The Colonel. What? Like, love when you get the a bucket? Slice. No, I mean, I don't. The, the girls just brought it to him, you know, and on the tray, just two pieces. That's all. That's, that's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> Any chance I can get the Al Davis impersonation? Uh, just two. Just two. That's all. Are you kind of okay. sleep. I, I think most of us sleep on the fact that my man was just bumping around in tracksuits all the time. And it's a good <laughs> look because, first off, it's functional, it's comfortable. Yeah. And once it becomes he your was, thing, it's like it's not, it's cool anywhere. They were good looking tracksuits now. They were beautiful. There was no doubt they were beautiful. How come you've never. And he was cozy. How come you don't I just wear wasn't in. No. Not, not your thing. No. I, no, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> just didn't, didn't see it. Too much of a mafia thing, you know? Hey, if I asked you. Just yeah. random. If I asked you how old Ed Cooley is, Providence head coach, what would you say? I'd probably say 60. 52. That surprised wow. you a little bit. I'm not saying anything bad about him. He's a hell of a basketball no. coach. But Great he's, coach. he's been there for a while. He's done a hell of a job. And I bring it this team, he kind of under the radar as a coach, and this team, specifically Providence, under the radar. Everybody's Let's... writing him off. Come on. Everybody's written him off. I've written him off. I mean, I had him eliminated in the God, first round. Same thing here, man. I, you know, in my brackets, I had him eliminated in the first round. You know, they got Creighton just destroyed him in the tournament. Again, I think there's too much weight on the tournament, and there's not enough weight on the tournament. I can't get the right balance of the tournament. But I do know, you know, Villanova beat Providence twice, right? It was close games both times, but they beat them twice. But every other team in that division, you know, other than when Creighton upset them, Marquette beat them early in, in January, but they, they were the best team in the Big East. So you've got to give them some credit for that. You know, they're really good offensively. Their execution is fabulous. Defensively, they're right in the middle of the pack. And, you know, they do a lot of things well. They're a hard team to play. And the way Kansas played last game, I got to be honest, I, I was disappointed. Abaji. Kansas, Abaji in particular was He was, was not really good. disappointing to me. And that was a struggle to be. That game ended seven. But I promise you, if Creighton doesn't turn that ball over on a misthrow, it wasn't a forced turnover. It was an unforced error. I, I think Creighton now beat him. And I think was, that Creighton game gives Providence a sense of confidence going in. I totally agree. And Creighton without two starters in that game. Now, this game, Providence and Kansas, open seven and a half. It's down to seven. The question is who controls the pace? We know how deliberate Providence is. By the way, Providence, when you watch them, they, they play so well together because they're the seventh most experienced team in the nation. So there's a bunch of guys that have played together for a long time, practiced together. In fact, I was reading Ed Cooley, and he was talking about they built a practice facility, and he said, his team's gotten better because they hang out together more. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's just a camaraderie oh, yeah. with this team and they want to play deliberately, slow it down. The thing with Kansas is Kansas wants to run. You can turn your head and you're down double digits. Uh, Remy Martin getting going helps Kansas, but you mentioned Abaji didn't play well. I think there's something here because I think Providence can hang on the glass with Kansas. This is going to be interesting contrast and pace. And, and both teams have one little guard, right? Bynum's 5'10". And, and Martin's what barely six foot. He's probably five eleven. So they'll neutralize one another. And then the other guards are you know in this they they have some size to them. But this 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 Kansas team is really really talented. And you Absolutely. know when they play at their high level, 
man, are they are they hard to play? They really are, and I, and I think that's going to be the difference in the game. The longer this thing goes, I think it just becomes a harder game for for Providence to to kind of hang in there. I really do. Another cool trend here. So the lone one seed standing is Kansas Rock Chalk. Have you been to Lawrence, by the way? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fi- you have you to go to move Fog. There. It's it's fabulous. It's no, I should not move there. It's 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 in the middle. I'm, there's no water anywhere around. Can't it's do, flat. Can't do it's, it's windy. Lawrence. If, yeah, if it's gonna again get a good bagel in Lawrence, either they wouldn't even know what a Bialy is. I mean, come on, seriously, that even. would be impossible. This uh, one-four matchup, by the way, all ones lately, Michael. Eleven-one straight up, nine-two and one ATS. That's over eighty-one percent clip over the last seven. So it doesn't bode well if you just look at the trends. But these aren't trends. This is a new game. Uh, Providence. Was, now is Arkansas's win in this one? The one four Steven matchup? No. Nope. So that would be 11 2 9 3. There one you wrong. Go. You know, as Parcells would say, Stephen Bond, one wrong, all wrong. You know, one wrong, all wrong. He probably so said it with an F bomb, though. He probably said everything, it. Yeah, probably. Everything after this is all wrong because one's wrong, all wrong. But you mentioned Bynum, who's awesome. He's fun to watch. Horcher and Reeves and Watson cleans the glass. This is a team that can hang. It seems heavy, right? Seven and a half as an opener feels a little heavy at this point for a Providence team that's been disrespected, but that continues. But they've been disrespected trend. all year. I mean, but, you know, Providence is, I mean, look, they, they're, you know, they're 27 and five. I mean, they haven't been, and, and uh, this is another one. Ken Palm has, this is a seven point game. So he's right on the number. But I, I really think Providence has kind of been disrespected. They're good offensively. You know, they're not quite the same team defensively, which I think could be the, 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 the one thing that hurts them in this game is they defend the three-point line really well. They only allow 31.1% at the three-point line. But where they get in a lot of trouble is, is they're not good inside that three-point line, almost at 47%. So that's the issue. Just a quick thought on the total, 141, 141 and a half. Neither team's going to turn it over. Neither team forces turnovers. And neutral, the last 16 with the Jayhawks, 11, 4, and 1 to the over. So I might uh, look at the over. Here's the thing. Kansas is going to try to force, and Kansas can play in the half court as well. But if they yeah. do get out and run, they're going to they're gonna try to have Providence keep up with them. You know, we know how deliberate Providence is. But, again, this is a t- Providence team. Watch them after the game when they win. It's a very, very bounded team. I, I, I like them the more I watch them. Um, and like you said, come out of the Big East disrespected. Here comes your boy Ed Cooley and the Friars. Um, last, well, I want to save Iowa State and Miami of Florida. Did we think we'd have an Iowa State-Miami-Florida mm-hmm. matchup? I don't think so. Although Larinaga is one of those good slept coach. on coaches. You could tell Dumphy had a lot of – reverence yeah. for him when I mean, we talked to him. he's a really good coach. I mean, you take George Mason to the to the finals. I mean, come on. Final four? Yeah. He made a run with George I mean, Mason yeah. to the final four back in what, 05, 06? Something like you know, that. And, and he's got this Miami team going. I mean, they're not great defensively, but they match up. Like I said earlier, when they played SC, that was a good matchup. They can play the Wake Forest. The bigger teams, they play well. They run them into the ground, and, and they could really get going. And the other day when they were playing Auburn, Auburn just looked like a shell of themselves, and they were they were in control of the Auburn game from start to finish. So it, it'll be fun to watch them tonight if I could stay awake. That's the hard part about these well, things. I, well, I didn't ask you. How would we do last night? We struggled. We struggled yeah. through it. You know, I mean, it's you know, got to watch it downstairs. Bella's snoring, and I'm watching it. It's, not, it's a pretty good thing. Are you able to – we know how you are with NFL games and college games and football. Are you able to keep the announcer, the volume up – during college basketball uh, games? Yeah, usually, I mean, I love Rafferty. Who doesn't love Rafferty? Legend. I mean, I just love it. You know, I love him. I, I don't have it loud, but I keep it up. I like. I love Rafferty, uh, you know, and and I don't know enough about basketball to be as critical as I as I arrogantly am in football. So, you know, I, I just I, I listen to I love Raf. He's the best. I mean, you said with the kiss. At, not me. Yeah, not me. I, I did. I, I mean, hey, I admit it. Do, it's easy to stay up when you've got when you're watching the game, but you also have your phone with TikTok and you're watching Kuj with the food reviews. Kuj, yeah, yeah. Kuj just got. Guess, yeah, I was. That's why I'm saying if you don't know what a Bialy is, I'll have Kuj. We'll get him to do a Bialy report for you. I don't you know, know what that is. What is a Bialy? It's a thi- it's a thinner bagel. It's like a it's a thin bagel. It's basically, that's the best way to describe it. Without all the breading, it's they're really good. Yeah, they're, and what do you get on it? You don't get like that whatever raw you like, fish, do you? Whatever you like. Oh no, I hate raw fish. No, whatever you like. You like cream cheese, raw with salmon. The that's disgusting. Like. When people do it, I'm like, I'm you have a slimy no. throat. Come on, you know what no, I mean? No, I'm not doing that's that. That's disgusting. No. 
I love the taste of anchovies. Just don't tell me it's in it. You know, so I'm not eating any of that either. Anchovies? That's yeah. disgusting. Uh, no, healthy. Now, healthy, but disgusting. Like, my no dad doubt. used to eat them out of the tin can. I'm like, bro, uh, you're the weirdest. I don't, I don't like you. Uh, uh, quickly on this number, Iowa State, we mentioned, like, if they're in the half, if Iowa State ends up in a half court, turn the TV off because it's the most boring, troublesome thing you'll ever see. However, they play their defenses. He, that kid can coach defense. And this number, open one, it has been bet up to three. So, as far as today, the biggest mover is Miami. You know what's amazing about his defense and the rep that he has on defense is he was the seventh best defense in his conference. I know. I know. Think about that. He's the seventh best defense, and all we talk about is his – now his offense was the ninth best. He was horrible on offense. I mean, his numbers well, they were offensively – picked to finish dead last in that conference. Offensive rebounding, their, their horrendous free throws. And I think this is going to be the difference in the game. They're the worst they, – they shoot 65% from the three-point three, three throw line. I think that's going to be the big difference in the game. I really do. Let me give you the numbers. From... And, and look, let me say this to you. When you go back and watch Miami, Miami's really good. Miami shoots 75% from the line. Miami had Duke to the last three minutes of that Duke game in the, in, in the tournament. They were right there. They were going to beat Duke, and they just couldn't finish it off. I, I think Miami's a really good team. I do. I, they're I, I fun think they're to watch. Be, they're athletic. They're fun to watch. I mean, they gave Duke. It was a four-point game, but it, gave all, it could have come down right to the – it was coming down to – it came down to the end. By the way, BetMGM reporting not just the money, but the tickets as well. Miami, 70% of the bets, 75% of the handle on Miami. That's why you've seen that number jump one up the three. What do you call it? A cavoli? A, a, a skinny bag? A bialy. Yeah, bialy. Right. Bialy. Josh Smacks eating a bialy. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, First Bet Express Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Get 10 bucks instantly, up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vston.com slash horses for details. That's for Felica. vston.com slash horses for details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. There are There is a rumor spreading around that you were uh, watching Cooge during the break. <laughs> watching, I was watching one of his ones, yeah. He has a new one up. It's hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> He's, um, having bre- he's having breakfast. It's, the, guy, the guy's He's a legend. Perf- yeah, he is. I mean, he's doing well. So John Goulet just told me he didn't know what a Bilali was either until he was watching The Sopranos and somebody gave Tony Soprano a Bilali, which is – Wasn't that the left ta- – That's a left tackle for the Jags, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Tony <laughs> Buscelli. That was Buscelli. All right, fair enough. Even – yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, Josh joins us. Uh, we're talking, of course, the four on tap tonight. The biggest mover, Miami, up to three. Um, hi, Josh. How you doing? Market Insights. What's happening? Doing great, guys. Patrick, Michael, great to be with you. So big Friday here. And again, I think, you know, quick takeaways from yesterday, guys. Good day for public sides. You had public sides go three and one ATS. Arkansas wins outright. Uh, obviously, you have, you know, a bunch of these other hits with Duke, you know, Texas Tech and Duke. They're neck and neck. Duke pulls away. That was another public hit. And then Villanova late, where again, you actually saw the line get down five to four and a half toward Michigan, but Nova gets it done there. So the only contrarian play to hit yesterday uh, was obviously Houston. And now, guys, the updated futures prices, Houston is the favorite to cut to, to cut down the nets plus 350 according to Ken Palm they have the highest percentage uh you know odds opportunity here at 23 percent Kansas plus 400 now the topic of Duke they have the third best odds at plus 450 but Ken Palm has them as the second best percentage to cut down the nets at 17.2 percent and Michael by the way uh great job with with your buddy Eric Musselman Ken Palm's at plus 1200 5.6 percent chance to cut down the nets what do you think Michael can he take the dream all the way you know, I think it's hard. I mean, that's going to, you know, you got to, these are tough, tough games. The the defense improves at every single level, but beating a Gonzaga team like he did, it certainly will, will give you a lot of momentum. This next game, I, I you know, Duke is to me seasoned. I, I think they took advantage of, of the Zags lack of strength of schedule. And I've said it all year. You play good teams in November, December, it means nothing come March. And I think Arkansas was living proof that they'd punched them in the mouth. I think it's going to be harder to punch Duke in the mouth. They're going to have to play a better game offensively and certainly Notte can't shoot like that. I think it would be. I think the Duke odds are really good. I think at, what, 425 to cut down the nets. I think what are Kansas's odds to cut them down? Kansas' second best odds, Michael, plus 400. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought that would be right. You know, to me, I think Duke or Kansas right now, not, not no discredit to Houston, but you're getting some better odds on the back end. The way Duke has played the last few games, you, you've got to be impressed. By the way, situationally tonight, can I ask you both about that 76er Clipper matchup? The reason I bring it up, Michael, is because mm-hmm. – Old betting trick back in the day, this dude told me, he said, fade the team that's sticking around in Los Angeles. So oh, yeah. it, they, they beat the Lakers a couple of nights ago. And then basically Embiid, you know, he likes to get down. It, 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 the 76 well, How about head coach? How many holes do you think the head coach played of golf yesterday? I bet he played 36. He, he might be late to the game Bel-Air. on the 18th. He, might, he was at Bel Air. I bet, I bet he was. I promise you, he was at Toscano's last night having dinner. I can, I can promise you that. Well, Doc could go yeah, hang out so in his crib in Malibu. I mean, yeah, don't know. don't be blaming the players for taking a few days off in L.A. Well, you are down. There. You are down on Doc right now. I watch it. You know, you know, as as Cosell said, what we see, we must say. I watch it. No young player gets better. You know, people say, well, look at Maxi. Maxi got better on his own. Maxi got better because Simmons didn't show up. Maxi got better because he had to. You know, Doc is the king, a poster child for progress stoppers. He loves to play players that can't play anymore. And so he stops progress. <laughs> Not that you're bitter. Josh, open five, still sitting five. No movement here, 76ers, Clippers, correct? You're exactly right, Patrick. And this is notable because you're getting some line freeze action here. Big public play to the Sixers. Obviously, you add Harden. You're looking great. You're getting ready for a big uh, you know, playoff push here. The Clippers still missing Kawhi and Paul George. And they've lost, I believe, now four straight. So uh, what's notable to me, guys, you have almost 80% of bets saying late with Harden and Embiid here. But, Patrick, I like that little angle. It's almost like you know the Vegas flu back when the Golden Knights uh, were really getting their, uh, which their season legit, started. Which is legit, which was very legit. Exactly. And if you hang around L.A. too much a little bit, Patrick, you know, uh, maybe maybe some distractions and some late nights here. So I'd have to grab the five here. The fact that you such heavy betting here with the Sixers. And I think some books were maybe six, five and a half down to five. So maybe take uh, up a little bit, came back down. Also, a lot of movement to the under here and open around 222 down to around 218. It was one. It was a 102, 101 game last time they played in Philly. And, you know, Philly just. You know, obviously they didn't have Harden at that time, but they, Philly had the lead in that game, and and the Clippers came back. It, it'll be a hard game for Philly. I think the second night are always hard. Look, that Laker game. If you watch it from start to finish, Lakers without LeBron had a, They were only down four in the last four yep. minutes of the game. Maxi kind of took the game over in the fourth quarter once again. Totally, Josh. Sorry about this. We'll get right back to your plays as far as the college hoops. Just quickly. Uh, I see the Heat move from five and a half to seven and a half, Josh. And I wanted to bring it up because. You know, that Butler situation's weird, Michael. I mean, the coach is essentially yeah. saying, you want to effing fight me. And then Spolstra, who's chill, he was trying to get at him. And Udonis Haslam had to hold him back. Like, what do you think Riley did after? I'm sure he brought them all together. How do you handle a situation like that? Well, I think they all handled it. They all talked about the heat of the moment and they're going to let it go, right? And I think that's what you have to do. I mean, they're very competitive. They lost to – I mean, they just lost two really bad games. I mean, in the sense that they played teams that weren't at full strength and Golden lost. Golden State had nobody. Clay was gone. Right. Draymond they, was gone. And, Steph was gone. And the night before, they lose to, to Philly, which they've been dominating without Embiid and Harden. And so, you know, it's like there lies the frustration. And ultimately, I think that transposed itself into this huge fight. And look, the one thing I know about the Heats, their culture is really good. They're going to nip it in the bud. They are going to make sure this doesn't happen. And what I loved was Haslam was he handled it. He handled it. Like he was the guy there that took care of it. Yeah. Josh, any thoughts on that matchup tonight with the Knicks at Miami? Yeah, so I think obviously the line going here to Miami, it is a buy low spot. Obviously, they have some turmoil here, but they've lost two straight, both as favorites, minus 10 Golden State, minus 8 Philly. You lose both of them. Uh, so we did see a move, obviously, to Miami, 5.5 up to 7.5. A lot of questionable guys here. Julius Randle, Robinson for the Knicks. You have Butler, Tucker, Robinson, uh, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Tyler Hero, all these questionable guys. So the line going to the Heat, I would imagine maybe your questionable Knicks guys are out. Maybe your Heat questionable guys are in. But, guys, I'll take the over in this one. I think, you know, at least me, I feel like the Heat are kind of like a slow-paced under team. But the data actually doesn't bear that out. They're one of the best over teams this year. They're 43-30 and 30 to the over, 20-16 and 16 to the over at home. The total open around 215. It's now ticked up a little bit to 215 and a half. And you do have the Knicks 11-5 and five to the over their last six. 16 and Miami, uh, four and two to the over their last six, five and two to the over their last seven at home. So I'll take the over in that one. See if we can get some points over 215 and a half. That's a good trend. That's a good trend. And by the way, they were without Randall two nights ago. They went to Charlotte and pummeled them. 
Like you can't make you can't make sense of it. Okay, let's get back no. before we say goodbye. Let's get back and get your thoughts on tonight. Uh, St. Peter's Purdue, Josh. Which way are you leaning? So this is kind of a tough one, but it's almost an easy one for me. I don't feel great about it, but guys, I got to lay the points to Purdue in this one. This is kind of one of your ultimate fade the trendy dog plays. We all know Purdue, uh, again, has been kind of up, you know, analytics, a team that the analytics love all year. You look at St. Peter's, an incredible story here, but St. Peter's is becoming an incredibly trendy dog. They're getting 70% of bets at BetMGM across the market. Now, deservedly so, 18 and a half point dog against Kentucky, you beat them. Eight point dog against Murray, you beat them. Uh, I go this one, guys, is, only 30% of bets on Purdue, yet the line's going to Purdue. It opened minus 12 and a half Purdue. Now it's up to minus 13. Why is the line going to Purdue if everyone's betting St. Peter's? To me, this is kind of one of those uh, fade the trendy dog plays. And the key is a 12 and a half. 12 and a half was really your triggering number. If you find a 12 and a half still out there, I'm going to lay it with Purdue here. Okay. And then Iowa State, Miami. Got a couple minutes here, Josh. What do you got? Yeah, this is just an incredible inflated line opportunity. So, again, Contrarian wasn't very good yesterday. One and three ATS. Houston was your only winner. But I'm thinking maybe we get some regression tonight. So a lot of lopsided plays where uh, Kansas is, believe it or not, Contrarian. Purdue's Contrarian. Uh, same thing here uh, with UCLA. Now, the ultimate Contrarian play, though, guys, is the Cyclones. It also is your biggest line move of the day. This game opened around a pick -em. Some shops were even Cyclones laying a point, believe it or not. You've seen this thing get steamed up all the way to Miami minus three. So you can't deny it. There was a lot of respected money that hit Miami around a pick -em, a minus one, maybe a one and a half. But at this point, guys, I got to buy low and take this plus three with Iowa State. Ken Palm actually has Iowa State winning the game by one point. He's got him ranked higher, 38 versus 44. They're only getting 15% of bets across the market. And Iowa State, uh, now that Texas Tech is out, has the best defensive efficiency of any team remaining in the in the tournament. And they do have uh, a best adjusted defense and one of the best rebounding margins. So uh, huge move to Miami. Again, they could roll and you say, you know, it's obvious they had a huge move. But at this point, you're huge with the public and your biggest, most heavily bet game of the night. You're getting the worst of it. Guys, I'm putting on the hazmat suit. Give me Cyclones plus three. All right. How's uh, Meadow the dog doing? Uh, she's doing okay, Patrick. We had an incident earlier. I don't know if you can see. She bit my finger, so it's tight. It's tough for a guy like me uh, to type. So I had to bandage it up. And, you know, we'll, we're playing her today, but we'll, we'll be okay. Josh has got a brand-new Labrador. When he came to studio, his whole entire hands were all bite marks because apparently <laughs> he's the chew toy for the new dog. Exactly. Uh, good job, Josh. Thank you. Uh, Market Insights Thanks, Pod, Eason.com slash podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, See you Josh. Sunday, guys. Good luck. New dogs are a pain in the ass. I mean, they, it ends up working out, and you love them, but they're a pain in the ass. NFL News next with Michael Lombardi here in Lombardi Land. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashed the spirit of Vegas. Earn rewards. This is very simple. You can earn wager rewards if you bet through the app or BetMGM.com. Uh, redeemable for online bonuses. You can convert them into comps. To me, this is the cool, like, you know, how you use your credit card and you get that bump, uh, you know, a free flight. Well, that's what you're getting here with a bunch of rewards at BetMGM. Just go over there, BetMGM.com, download the app, 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have an issue, 21 years or older. We were having a, a fun debate, Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher, this is the Lombardi line. We were having a fun debate about N- NFL fan bases because Trubisky ends up at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I would always tell you, I lived in New York City for close to 10 years. And you know how in New York City, Michael, whatever college you went to, there's going to be an alumni bar. But specifically mm-hmm. on Sundays, whatever fan, if you're a fan of the Lions, there's going to be plenty of uh, bars you can go to. But more, sure. than, more than any of them. Uh, the Pittsburgh oh, fans, Steeler. Pittsburgh yeah, fans were so far and above any fans that I had ever seen. Like, you know, there's yeah. great fans for Buffalo, obviously, there in New York City. But just the Pittsburgh Steelers fans were off the charts. You know, Western PA is such a football area of the country, and so many great players have come from the Aliquippas, the Darrell Rivas's, the Danny Marinos, those players, Joe Namath, you know, Beaver Falls. And, and so there's such the great love for football. And the Steelers, with their dominance, Really, starting with the you know with the hiring of Chuck Knoll, uh, and then becoming this dominant team through the 70s. I mean, they just they became America's team for how well they played, and those fans have been able to. I mean, you go to a Steeler game, and all you see are jerseys. It's like Raider games when they used to play in Oakland. You would see Blitnikoff jerseys. Mm-hmm. You would see you know Stabler jerseys. I mean, the people buy jerseys; they still wear them, no matter the players haven't been playing for 20 years. Same thing with Steeler fans. Steeler fans, you go to their stadium. There's a, a Rocky Blyer jersey. There's a Franco Harris. You see them all. You know, the Heinz Ward jerseys, it's really, it's, it's a tribute to their lineage. It's a tribute to their traditions that they carried off. And you know what's common about most of them we talk about? They don't change their uniforms. And people still buy That's their right. uniforms. That's right. You know, they don't change them and they still buy them. So, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, it's a great. And I, I was doing Pittsburgh radio this morning and they asked me about Trubisky. And, you know, because it's the first time Pittsburgh's really spent any money in free agency over the last few years. Well, they don't have a quarterback cost them a lot of money and they're trying to get their team up to speed. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm not high on Trubisky. I, I think it's going to be a challenge for him to continue to go. Uh, to to play well, especially without a lot of great, without the great defense around them. So, you know, in the AFC, I mean, it's hard to eliminate any team from playoff conversation. Let me ask you. There's so many good teams. There is. MVP Mitch now. They they had the right person on talking about Mitch there in Pittsburgh. I'll say that. Hey, how about this? A lot of momentum for changing the NFL overtime rules, the competition committee is saying. Do you, are you hearing anything on this, Michael? I mean, look, it takes a lot to get 24 votes to pass it, right? And the Colts and the Steelers both have, have, have it. The Titans have tweaked it. So they've got to settle on one. You know, when you have three, you don't have any. So they've kind of, they, that's what the committee has to do. And I think next week they'll work on it. And look, nothing ever goes to vote unless the commissioner thinks he has the votes. Right. This is always a pre-rigged election. There's a lot of voting going on behind the scenes. No one just throws it out there and sees what happens. Now, when they know it's not going to go and they want to prove their point, they'll put the vote up and it gets turned down so they can PR say, look, our, our, our members did, voted against it. So I have no problem with the overtime rules. I don't know why we want to change them. You know, because Buffalo didn't get the ball. Buffalo's job is to stop them. Cincinnati had no problem with the overtime rules. 
Like it's always situational. Seems reactionary, best. you know. Seems. Yeah, and, and so we're reacting to it. You know, I mean, what was the game? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh played a tie game this year with against Detroit, right? I mean, that both teams had a chance, they couldn't do it. I, I just think it's it's reactionary. It was fine for Kansas City, you know, when they got the ball first. It wasn't fine when they didn't get the ball first. Then they got the ball first, and Mahomes threw three of his worst passes of his career. You decide. When I ask you about Valdez Cantling signing with the Chiefs. Before I do, you've had another you've had another day with your boys, with your sources. Is there anything else you want to add to Tyreek and Miami and that whole thing? I think the one thing I think we don't talk enough about is how good Tyreek Hill is yards after the catch. We get caught up in his ability to make plays down the field, which is sensational, right? But there's very few players that catch a slant like this guy and outrun and he can outrun angles. He outruns angles. And so I think in more that you think about it, it's not like they're going to throw a nine route to this kid. I think this guy is going to become their slot receiver. I think he's going to become the Wes Welker inside. Not that he's going to run option routes, but I think he's going to get the ball in a lot of short areas and then take off and try to tackle this guy. And tackling Tyreek Hill is hard. Remember, he played running back at Oklahoma State in a one-back run set, running the outside and inside zone. He was dynamic. It was Andy Reid that made him a slot receiver. You know, so the guy is very good. All great receivers that I've been around in my career have always started as running backs. Why? Because when they get the ball in the hand, they know what to do with it. One of the things that Brandon Cooks isn't very good at is running after the catch. That's why he's been traded so much. He doesn't really have a great feel for it. Hill has a great feel for it. Yeah, you don't get you don't call your slow friends cheetah, right? You, no offense yeah. to you, but you probably weren't cheetah growing up, right? No, 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 no. I was ter- I was an elephant. Yeah, no, stop. That's that's ridiculous. You don't be saying that. I'm trunk just saying. Trunk was up though, Patrick. The trunk was up, but I was an elephant. <laughs> Valdez Scantling, the chief thoughts. I, I mean, I don't think he's going to put the fear of God. I mean, first of all, there's fast players, and then there's the fear of God players, right? It's like it's like anything, you know. There's like, how do you measure a great offensive tackle? You know how I measure a great offensive tackle? Is his uniform dirty after the end of the game? Is his pants have grass stains on it? Because when they're really good, they don't have a grass stain on them. When they're bad, they're dirty. It's the same thing with receivers. Are they going to change coverage? Scaling's a good player. He's not going to change coverage. Nobody's going to walk into the game or drive to the stadium on Sunday mornings. Oh, my God, we're playing Marquez. Oh, my, I mean, I got to get Big Daddy over here. My cousin, you know, he's a Packer fan. He can't, he calls him MVS. I mean, he, you know, he laughs that the guy's making money. I think it will help Andy Reid. will use him in the right spot. He'll be an outside receiver for them, and he'll be able to at least you've got to defend the deep part of the field. He will be a role player. He will not be a defensive changing player. You're not going to change coverage because he's on the field. When the other guy was on the field, hold on, fellas. Hold on. Make sure he doesn't go down there. Jam him. And then what made him so good was when, when Mahomes started to do his running around Fran Tarkenton stuff, he could throw the ball to this guy, and this guy could catch it like a center fielder shooting into the alleys. You know, what does somebody like Terry McLaurin think? Valdez Scantling goes from Rodgers to now Patrick Mahomes. And Terry McLaurin's who who's legit wide receiver one, he's like, all right, Heineke, and now I got your boy? No, McLaurin's got this giant calendar in his room, in his house. And he's like, you know, when guys do it to get out of prison, he's just Christmas checking his days when he's going to be a free agent. You know, because he's like, if I were his agent, I'm saying, man, this is great, good for us, because we're going to kill it when it comes time. We are going to kill it when it comes time. Scary Terry. That's what I'd be telling them. Let me get a lean from the four tonight. Oh, boy. UCLA three, two and a half, North Carolina. What do you got? I'm going to go North Carolina. Okay. I, I, th- I think North Carolina is playing well. I think that they'll, they'll be able to uh, defend the, two, the inside shots. UCLA doesn't shoot it as much. I'm going to go with North Carolina thinking they're going to play as well as they have. In-game betters, watch for Waquez and that ankle if, it's, if he's struggling, go hard on North yep. Carolina. St. Peter's, will it end? Purdue should end, but will they cover? 13's the number. Purdue's laying it. I think it's a little heavy 13. I really do. Uh, you know, and I, I got to give Holloway credit for how he's coached this team. I think I'll take the Peters and the points here. I think it's a little heavy. The Peters and the points. Let's go seven. It's officially seven across the board. Providence, Kansas. I think that was our boy, um, the Bear just I've been wrong on, he, he I've said, been don't wrong disrespect Kansas. Providence, the I've Friars. been wrong on Providence. I have Kansas as one of my final four teams in the Abby Berman bracket. Uh, I would say I'm going to go Kansas to win. I would take the points, though. 
Take the seven with the Friars. How about Iowa State, Miami? This is going to be ten o'clock. I, I love my I love Miami here. I think Miami is you know I think Miami I will play well. I think they have enough offense. And I'm not sure as good as 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 good as as Iowa State is defensively. I think Miami will be able to make get the game into a half court into a full court game, and I think they'll beat them in transition. That's the biggest move of the day thus far, as far as line movement. One up to three. Are they built? I just was talking to Vaughn about this. Uh, did are the Bills getting a new stadium? Yeah, I think they're they're, they're trying to. It sounded like the governor got it through. So so Buffalo, we'll the, I mean, the, the, the people in Buffalo are paying for it, basically. Of course, that's they the are, biggest but, scam you know, in sports is having uh, us pay for your stadium, bro. Get off. Me. Yeah, and then they'll get charged PSLs and all that. But it's good but to it have the goes, Bills stick look, around it in Buffalo. All going to the, it isn't all going to the to the owners. I mean, the players are gonna they're gonna get their taste too. It's going to be an early morning after you stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning watching Miami. No doubt. And I'll be State ready tomorrow. to go. Uh, I will be looking forward to the Borgata. I'll be ready to go there tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Yep, no doubt. Masters coming up. I mean, this is a great month. We're in good shape here, Patrick. 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 got the west. Draft. Tomorrow, Lombardi Line, live from the Borgata and the South Point. I'll see you there, man. Have a great Friday. Thanks, Patrick. Okay, Thank there you, he goes. Patrick. There he goes to write his book, Michael Lombardi. If you missed anything, go to vcin.com. We're at vcin live on Twitter. Coming up next, dangerous duo. Amal and Mike, odds on. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.